Good morning. Excuse me. Great to see you this morning. Let's all stand up and sing together. You stood before creation, eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth into motion, my soul now to stand. You stood before.
Dear Lord, we strive to do that every day, to offer our hearts completely to you, Lord, because you are the only person that can fill them up and make them whole. Lord, we come here today to worship you and to raise you up above all others. Lord, help us to block out any distractions and help us just to solely focus on your presence right here with us today and for the rest of the week and for the rest of our lives, Lord. We love you and we are so thankful to have you. Amen. Good to see everybody. I'm sure there's somebody close by that you're not sure who that is. So ask a name and introduce yourself. And children, come forward to join us here for a few moments of sharing.
morning. How is everybody? Good. Have you noticed that we've got some um, things up here on this table, this called an altar, and they're covered up? Do you know what might be hiding under there? What do you think? Bread. Bread. A lamb. Ooh, and juice. Oh, that's right. Maybe an orange. I don't know. I don't know. I got a, a secret for you. It is some stuff that we're going to eat later, and we're going to drink some of it later. Not really drink it, but we're going to do it in a special way. But um, all of those things up there are to remind us about something. Have you ever looked at some old pictures of you as a baby? Yeah. And if you look through, I like to look through old pictures on my computer or in books. And I like to remember what it was like when I had little bitty babies and, and how they just were precious. And how sweet they were and how, how sweet time it was. And I like to remember things like that. And I also, um, sometimes I have to remember how rough it was when I had little babies and how they didn't sleep a lot. It was kind of tough, but then I remember the good times and I forget about all of those bad times. Well, we're going to do something this morning. Can any, um, Emma, can you read the words on the altar for me? Very good. In remembrance of me. And the reason that that says that is because when we do communion up here, when we take that bread and we dip it in that juice and we put it in our mouths, we are to remember what Jesus sacrificed for us and remember that he is with us and that he is the, our one and only and he comes and fills up our hearts. And so we have to remember all of those things. And we can remember the good things that Jesus did, the stories in the Bible, and we can remember his tough times too when we, he had to die for us on that cross. But it was amazing, all of the things that Jesus did for us. And we do this so that we can remember, so that we can commune with him and we can be one with Christ and remember all of that that he does for us. So today, when we are taking the bread and we're dipping it in that juice and you put it in your mouth, I want you just to close your eyes for just a second and think about Jesus, okay? All right, let's close our eyes right now and pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the chance to come to church and to do something so special as communion, Lord. Help us just to remember you when we take our communion today and remember you for the rest of our days and the rest of our lives. In your name I pray. Amen. I have it on good authority that there are no cute pictures of Andy when he was little. <clears throat> it is good to see everybody here today. Uh, if you are visiting with us, uh, we're glad to have you here. And let me hasten to say you're invited to the Lord's table because the Lord himself has invited you. And all that the Lord has invited are welcome to join us in celebrating communion. And the way that we do that at this service is a method known as intinction, which means that you will come down the outer aisles to the center, and there will be uh, two, two stations to get a piece of bread and to dip that bread in the juice and then take both of them and then return down the center aisle to your seat. Uh, and we do invite everyone to participate in this uh, 
The Lord has invited us, and that's, uh, that's our worthiness. The Lord has invited us. That's all it takes. Got some announcements, uh, but uh, before I do that, let me get you uh, an opportunity to give you an opportunity to write some prayer concerns down that you might have, uh, something you'd like us to join with you in praying. We will be glad to do that. Uh, if you raise your hands, our ushers will see you and hand you an index card, and then when you're done, if you'll hold the card up, they will come back and pick the cards up. So, let's see, announcements. Kids, remember, for tonight's Sunday night program of Mission Kids Bible Study and Choir, meet Miss Jessica and Miss Katie in the sanctuary at 5.30 for rehearsal. That's in the sanctuary. Parents can pick up all children, preschool and elementary, from the classroom upstairs in the Family Life Center at 7 p.m. And mission kids, remember to bring in your pillowcases for our fall mission project, which we will complete next week. Our children will sing during the 11 o'clock service next Sunday, October the 11th, in honor of the children's Sabbath. Please join us as the kids present the music they have learned. This coming Wednesday night is the first Wednesday night of October, and so that means dinner time. 5.30 in the social hall. Menu is, ooh, chicken Milano. Uh, salad, rolls, dessert, and tea. There will be pizza as well as activities for the children. Reservations are not required, but they're helpful. So RSVP online or by uh, calling the church office if you're coming, just so we have an idea. But don't let that keep you away if you forget. Please come on down. Um, can you support our children's annual Halloween carnival and trunk or treat by volunteering to help with the carnival or, do or donating candy or small prizes? Donations will be accepted in Katie's office or the church office between now and Sunday, October the 30th. So we thank you. See Katie if you have any questions or if you would like to volunteer. It is a joy to be able to welcome some folks into our membership today, and we want to do that this time if I can get the Baileys to come forward for a few moments of uh, recognition. <clears throat> Hannah was so excited about this. She thought she might have a chance to wake up before she came up here. Aaron, I know, I've been mean today. Uh, Aaron and Sherry and Hannah Bailey come to us from Chanahan, Illinois. I knew it was up in Illinois, but uh, moved down here back uh, in the summer. A tough time when you're going into the seventh grade um, to, to be moved like that, but Hannah has already become such a meaningful part of our youth fellowship, and we're so glad about that, and so today we want to welcome the entire family to our community and into our church membership. And since they are United Methodist, it's just a matter of saying welcome. And so I will say, welcome. Good to have you folks here.
Do you have your prayer cards filled out if you raise them up? We got them all? Let us join our hearts together and, oh, maybe, okay, we do. Let's join our, our hearts together as we pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this day. We are so very thankful for the opportunity to be together in fellowship. We're thankful for the opportunity to remember your lifeblood being given for us, that you invite us to be with you forever in all eternity and to be with you here in this life as well. And so we give you thanks this day that your invitation is all that we need to be deserving to be in your fellowship. And we're grateful that your invitation to us was sealed on Calvary on the cross. And these are our special prayers for this day. We pray for a quick recovery for Ann Dobson. We pray for Daryl Richforth and his family following Daryl's mother's death. For two-year-old Tucker Reeves as he finishes proton radiation in Jacksonville, Florida and prepares to come back home to Greer. We pray for Donald Spearman as he awaits test results for a serious health-related issue. We pray for Freddie Hannon as she is awaiting outpatient surgery this week. We pray for troops in harm's way and their families and loved ones. Lord, these are our special prayers for this day. And we pray as Jesus has taught us, as we say his prayer that he gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Scripture reading for today is Philippians chapter 3, verses 4b through 14. If anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church. As for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. 
What is more, I consider everything as loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on and take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to, which the, to, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here ends the lesson. Today is World Communion Sunday. It is a day when all around the globe, Christians celebrate our unity in Christ by an action that we all hold to be sacred, namely the sacrament of communion. World Communion Sunday dates all the way back to the 1930s, so most of us have grown up in that custom, and we might think that it's always been there, but it's uh, about... Uh, 80 years old, it is fairly clear now that the unity within the church on earth will never be achieved through organizational mergers and unions. Every time we've attempted to make such an agreement, a merger of organizations, we've, the end result has been two or three new denominations that have sprung up out of those that didn't want to join. So that kind of is a futile thing. Uh, so churches have sought a less formal means of unity in recent years by recognizing each other's sacraments and ordination and the validity of one another's work. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and the United Methodist Church have managed to arrive at an agreement of such a mutual recognition that our pastors may be assigned across denominational lines it's a real good thing that I'll be retiring before I have to be appointed to a Lutheran congregation where I'd have to learn to sing all the responsive readings. I don't believe I could learn that. But, uh, but we could be appointed across lines now like that. And as we receive Holy Communion today, we're being reminded that in Christ, all Christians are one family. Even those who don't recognize us, we recognize the epistle reading for today seems to fit well into this idea of World Communion Day. Paul talks about one of the things that has bred divisions in our world, namely our different heritages. Now, I really appreciate all of our heritages. By the way, that's a map um, that indicates what science says happened in terms of people all coming out of Africa and spreading our different directions all around the world, uh, basically in the last 100,000 years. 
it is a fascinating study. It is absolutely fascinating study. And as I've engaged in it this last year, I've got a greater sense than I've ever had before that you and I are brothers and sisters. We all came from the same hometown. Uh, even people that look very different from you are your brothers and sisters. They just went somewhere where their skin began to look different. My, my ancestors went to the North Pole. That's why I have no color at all in my skin. Um, I turn red, then I turn back white. But, um, but all of us are kin to one another because we all come from the same place. And I really appreciate all of our heritages. And I want to encourage you to learn as much as you can about your past because um, we are remarkable people that God created. And it's an amazing thing, the journey that we've been on since creation. Um, this past year, I've had a lot of fun studying about how my branch of the Holtz came to America from Lancashire, England, from a little town called Rochdale. Doesn't that just sound exciting? Rochdale. <clears throat> Back in the mid-1600s. I hope they left their roaches. But uh, while I'm very happy to learn about my ancestors and while I encourage you to also learn, in no way would I want it to become a divisive issue among us. And it has in times past in our country as people have divided themselves up. We don't need any other divisions besides Clemson and Carolina. You know, that's all we need. But uh, none of our families are better than the others. Even among people of similar geography and skin color, there's a racial division that you just won't believe. Uh, in Great Britain, for instance, people say they're either English, Scottish, are they from Ireland or Wales? A little bitty island, and they divide themselves up that way. Uh, in fact, all Europeans are all descendants of the same uh, few families. In the Mideast, all of those warring peoples know that they're all descendants of Abraham. They claim that. But still, the sons of Isaac and the sons of Ishmael refuse to get along. Our heritage can become a point of division among us in the world. Now, Paul was very proud of his ancestry. He was a member of God's chosen people. His family clan was of the tribe of Benjamin. He practiced his religion carefully by joining the strictest of all the groups within their religion, the Pharisees. He considered himself to be without sin because he perfectly kept the law in his actions every day. For the longest time, this was all that mattered to Paul. And he considered himself to be set apart from ordinary Hebrews and all the other people of the world for that matter. The circle that he had drawn to include his circle of friends was very small. If a person was not a strict Pharisee, then Paul wouldn't have considered that person even worthy of knowing. But Paul's world got turned upside down one day when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. In time, Paul came to believe that it was his godly heritage that had blinded him from seeing Jesus when he came, the Son of God, to earth. His carefully drawn circle of friends was so small that it had kept Jesus on the outside. This really caused Paul to take stock of his life in order to decide what was garbage and what was truly meaningful. He finally decided that everything that he had depended on earlier in his life 
to tell him who he was and all that he had depended on to put him right with God was rubbish worthy of the landfill. Those things didn't matter much, he discovered, when compared with the great wealth of knowing Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Like the pearl merchant of Jesus' parable, once Paul met Christ, the pearl of great price, all of the lesser pearls turned into rubbish in his sight. <clears throat> when family heritage and Phariseeism and dependence upon the law of Moses for righteousness with God were tossed in the landfill as garbage, then anybody that Jesus loves and has died for suddenly was brought into Paul's circle of friends. Paul discovered that in Christ, he really had more in common with those former pagans from Greece than he did with members of his own heritage. Whereas his old life had been all about separating himself from unacceptable people, Paul's new life in Christ was all about finding unity with other human beings in the world, especially with other Christians. That point of unity, Paul said, is to be found in Christ Jesus. And having right standing with God is based upon Jesus' death on the cross and not the careful outward observance of the law of Moses. I want to know Christ, he said, and the power of Jesus' resurrection. As I read that this week, I thought, you know, I want that too. I want to know Jesus better to, in, tomorrow than I do today. I want to love people better tomorrow even those that I don't particularly like today, I hope to someday be able to love. The Church of Jesus Christ is so splintered into so many different denominations with different heritages that those heritages tend to keep us separated from one another. I'm with Calvin, some of them say. We follow the Pope, others say. We Methodists say we follow John Wesley. But today, we remember that how we baptize, how we receive communion, how we worship are all rubbish when compared to our being in Christ and knowing Jesus as Lord. Having a righteousness that comes from God by faith in Jesus, daily experiencing him resurrecting us from the deadness of sin, in our lives. We are one with Christians everywhere when we say, what I want is to know Jesus. I want that too. Amen. I invite you to stand and join me as we uh, affirm our faith in God with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated, and we have now the um, invitation, I believe. I'll get you to do it, yeah. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us join together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. As forgiven and reconciled people, let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God as we receive our morning offering.
Is it running wild again? Okay. I invite you to join in the great Thanksgiving. And um, I think you can see the bolder print there is where you respond. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in his final victory 
and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Um, again, I invite you to come on the outside in uh, to receive communion.
may you go forth in peace in the awareness that Christ goes with you and that he is the force of peace and reconciliation and unity among us. Amen.
everybody have a great week.